the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today's hot topic is on God's design for family. We are joined with special guest Suzanne Phillips, and we dive into what the Word says about God's design for family. And let me share this with you. When He designed family, He said it was very good. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this episode here on The Christian View. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. Right. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. <laughs> because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons, The Christian View. Hi, and welcome to The Christian View. I'm Dr. Trudy, your host. And on The Christian View, we take today's hot and challenging topics and we weigh it against the Word of God because God does have a view and He has a view for you. Um, I want to thank you for inviting us into your home and for those watching by radio or listening by radio and podcasts. Um, we just love our viewers and we are so thankful for each and every one of you. And for those of you who've written in with prayer requests or prayer concerns, just know I take each one of those and we pray for each one of you. So keep those prayer requests coming. And there is a, there is a number on our um, on the screen that if you need to call for prayer feel free to call we will we will reach out to you and we will be praying for you diligently um, because God loves you and I want to make sure you know that each and every day um, today's hot topic is on God's design for family and as I was praying about this topic I couldn't think of a better person to come on and talk about this topic with me than Suzanne Phillips so thank you for coming on today absolutely thank you so much Love for having, having me. me so Suzanne and I met um, when the world was closing down <laughs> That's right. our church over in Roswell was exploding, right? It I mean, still is. it still is. It we still went from is. 150 when I joined to over 1,500 plus now, and so year, right. it is growing. But Suzanne, you have a heart for family, and you have a heart for discipleship. So I'm just going to tell the viewers a little bit about sure. what you do, yeah. um, and then we're going to get into the topic. So you are a teacher. A speaker, a visionary with a commitment to family and discipleship. I love that. But not only that, you founded the Beacon of Life Ministry. You founded two hybrid schools in Atlanta, which are so needed. And then you founded the Ignite the Family Ministry, which I want to talk about that as well. And you're also a contributor to Celebrate Kids. Mm-hmm. No Left Turn Georgia, and Countercultural Mom. Right. You know, I'm reading this, and I'm like, okay, what do you not do? What do you not do? God has anointed you to do so many things that involves family mm-hmm. and discipleship. So how did you get into family, you know, the, the yeah. family and discipleship? Yeah. Well, um, it'll be 21 years ago this May. Um, I grew up in the church, had right. always been in church. It was a, it was a part of our family. I didn't have a personal relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I didn't use the Bible as a tool for right. anything in life. Didn't know that that was part of the, part of the gig. Yes. Um, and with, I got pregnant with our third child. Um, he was diagnosed with a fatal genetic disorder at okay. 17 and a half weeks. Wow. Yeah. And when that happened, um, I fell apart. I had two babies, one that was four, one that was two. 
Um, and really, to be honest, I had one person around me that was a Jesus-following right. believer. Mm-hmm. And so no one really confronted that, um, what was going on. Right. Doctor counseled me to interrupt the pregnancy was the term. Right. And in that nine-day period while I was waiting for testing to come back, I found myself calling the church. We were in church. I would have never called a pastor before. I didn't know why you would even do that, to be honest. And I called the pastor. She came to the church. And while I sort of repeated over and over, I think this is God's decision, um, she informed me that um, God had made this decision that the child was not meant to be. Right. And that I should follow the doctor's order and um, interrupt the pregnancy by induction. Right. That led to... um, a nightmare for the next three years. I was Only surrounded by loss, mm-hmm. um, so much death, so much loss for right. about a three-year period. And it was at about the three-year mark. I had started a Bible study mm-hmm. um, out of complete desperation. I didn't even know what that meant, to be right. honest. Um, was starting to perceive the Lord, was starting to hear some of the truth. Oh, this this book actually means something. Right. And um, when I came to know Jesus, about six years later, I went back to that pastor and said, can you show me in here where that instruction came, right. where that counsel came? And she looked at me and said, um, the Bible is not a recipe book, Suzanne. Right. And wow. I, in that moment, mm-hmm. thought, wow, the answer, I mean, I, I probably would have lost the baby anyway. I mean, it was... Right. There was a problem, right. um, but it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been involved in it. And I thought, good night, everything I need to know, everything right I need here. to know is in here. Yes. And I just, that just ignited a passion in me, particularly for the family, because it had been so destructive in mine. Right. Absolutely. Right? But really to say the answers are in the book. This is a design. Yes. God is a creator and he has designed life to work in a specific way. And the passion has really just been family and discipleship because that's generational. Amen. And that is in his God's design. And it seems like the culture media, everyone is trying to change what God has designed. And when God designed it, he said it was good. He said it was good. And I, I counsel a lot of people and, you know, one person came to me one day and said, I wish God would have given us a manual for life. And I looked at her and I was like, he did, he gave us the Bible and his Bible is his love letter to us. It's his first language to us is his, his, his written word. And the enemy wants to come in as it says in John 10, 10 and to steal, kill and destroy. But Christ said, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly, but slowly through media, I think more than anything is it's trying to desensitize us to what family really is. And family is a husband and a wife, right? And, um, there was one thing in your, um, your bio that I didn't talk about yet, but you have three children. I do. And one of the words that you used was you launched Mm -hmm. three children, which I think is, I love the word launch because I think about that movie failure to launch. Yes. And as families and as the biblical design of marriage, parenting is a daily letting go. It is a daily letting go. It's a gradual release. Right. We we use the word graduate Mm -hmm. in high school for, you know, ages and stages of education. But the, the bottom line is it's a constant, gradual release. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they start out like little bitty, so dependent 100%. Right. But by the time they're 18, our goal is that they are ready to be self-sufficient, not without checking. I mean, we're designed to go back and to have discipleship yes. in our life 
throughout our life. Right. But we want to we want to release them, and we want to see that we might want to hold them on, hold on a little bit tight. But we want them to be successful. Amen. To go. Amen. We'll be right back with a little bit more on God's design for the family here on the Christian View. Don't go away. Christian View. We are talking today about God's design for family. You know, and we talked a little bit before the break, Suzanne, that the world is trying to destroy God's design for family. You know, and as believers, we need to step up. We need to get, you know, we need to be more vocal. And for a long time, I think we just weren't. We just let life kind of happen. But you've worked with families all over the country and you see different things. I'm sure, by being all over the country. So what do you think is the biggest stumbling block for parents in disciplining their children? Because I think that is huge in trying to, in and of itself, a family. Absolutely. There are a couple of things. I think one of the biggest stumbling blocks is that we don't actually define discipleship Mm -hmm. much anymore. I've been in so many places where um, they don't want you to use the word disciple because someone might not understand it. And my answer to that is, well, why don't we define it? Why don't we then define it? It's all over this book. Right. And so when we think about, you know, especially in the schools, we've had families and students from little bitty churches, home churches, mega churches, all and pretty much across the board. When you talk about discipleship, um, there's this idea of, oh, that's the extra Wednesday night thing that you right. do when that's great. Go have the donuts, have the big fun. I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. I'm all about community at church. But by definition, discipleship, when we think about Jesus, it means walking with someone over the course of time, right. guiding and directing. So there's a time span and you're with the person. Jesus was with his yes, disciples. Yes. And so to just sort of check in once a week, that's not a definition. And so, but when our families are believing that discipleship happens at church yes. and not in the home, I'm all for having extra um, support mm-hmm. for families. That's biblical. Right. Absolutely. But when we think that it's a substitute or we abdicate that responsibility outside of the roof of our home, we've completely missed the point. So what do you say to a, to a mom or dad who say, I just don't really know how to disciple my mm-hmm. children? You know, I'd rather be their friend. I'd rather, you know, be the fun oh. person. How do you, how do you encourage them to disciple? There's a time to be a friend. Right. When they're adults. Absolutely. And when they've launched. Right. But God is the creator. We're a child of our fathers, right? And yes. I always say I'm a child of God before I'm a parent to my children. Mm-hmm. Um, we are called to lead. Right. And we have a shortage of leadership in our nation, maybe across the world. Mm-hmm. We go first. Leader is very simple. It just means go first. Right. You are in that family first. Mm-hmm. You're meant to bring that child along. Right. Um, and I think the other definition, the other stumbling block is parents not understanding the role of a parent. Yes. And the definition, we're well, talking about definitions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think par- I think family, parents have been kind of degraded as well. Absolutely. You know, we, we've kind of, we've kind of taken a step back yeah. again on, yeah. on, on what God has designed. And so therefore we have to take a step forward. And I don't think there has to be, um, a formula. You know, I Absolutely think you can just not. open the Bible and just read it as a family. You know, bring back having dinner together as a Absolutely. family and talk about what the day and how I was asking my um my six-year-old, I was like, what do you think we should talk about? She goes, I think we should talk about the respect of the Lord and what that looks like. And I'm like, that's from a six-year-old. Right. But I do think that kids are craving that. They they want that in their life. They may not know what it is that they're missing and what they're craving, but they, they crave that discipleship. And discipleship's not really, it's not a program. Right. It's not a program. It's great to do a devotion if that's how you're wired. If you're wired to teach, 
then do that right. in your family. But we're all called the disciple. And discipleship is simply relationship. Right? right? It's centered around the truth. And it's really me giving my daily testimony mm-hmm. of what God's doing in my life and demonstrating when God's not at work in my life and right. I'm all grumpy. I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to do what the Lord wants me to do right now. That's part of the walk. Right. Right. Doing Being the hard stuff. Right. Right. Being in the hard, doing the hard stuff when it doesn't feel, when it doesn't feel good. And letting them know that even though we're parents mm-hmm. and that God's design, that we're going to mess up. I'm not Jesus. Right. I mean, if I had a dime for every time I said, Mom, you did X, Y, and Z, I'm like, I am not Jesus. Right. That's the point. That's Absolutely. the point. I'm still in progress. And we're pointing them to Jesus. Absolutely. Even by going and saying, you know what, I'm sorry that, yes. I, that I yelled. I'm sorry that, you know, I did X, Y, and Z. I'm not Jesus, but I can point you to Jesus. That's right. right? And, and I'm still learning. Right. right. And forgive me. I mean, right. forgive me, I think, is a huge word that we need to bring back into Absolutely. the family. I think the other assembling block that I was going to mention is just parents not understanding the definition. You were talking about definitions. Right. You know, culture is trying to redefine. Yes. That's defined already. Right. And they're trying to redefine. But most parents don't know this, and they're sort of floored when I share it, that by definition, um, a parent, the word parent means to bring forth. Yes. So our job, literally, our role is to, to look at the design that God has for each individual child right. and bring forth that child and what he's created out of them. Mm-hmm. So when we start, start thinking about, oh my gosh, I've got to, you know, all the things we have to manage at home. Right. Rather than, that's not discipleship. That's just management of our life. Right. right? That's daily life. Right. That's yeah, daily right. life. But as a parent, my role is to look at that child in front of me and bring forth mm-hmm. everything out when this yuck stuff comes out, redirect it. Right. Absolutely. But I want you to be all that God has created you to be. And I'm going to help bring that forth and notice you as an individual. Mm -hmm. I love that. I had a pastor that lived down the street from us once. He had four different children and each child went to a different school because he said each Mm -hmm. child is different. Mm -hmm. So each child needs to go to a different school because they learn different and their, their talents are different. And now for me, I have five kids living in my house, one biological, one adopted and three that I am taking care of for a family in need. And and I look at them and I'm like, okay, each one of them, they need, they need encouragement different. They need discipleship different. They need discipline different. Um, and they need the love to look different because of their personalities. Absolutely. And I think God designed it for that way. We can't all be all be the same. No, no. And it's they're not robots, right? right. So what we program robots, right? Right. We disciple and mold and shape children. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you do it so, so beautifully. And you also, I just want to bring up this, you do Envision Life Academy. Mm-hmm. And that's where you do. You teach people their talent, the teenagers, right. their talents and their gifts. That's right. Because it's not taught about. It's it, it's it has been taught. Be quiet, follow the leader, That's right. and don't be different. But God wants us to be different. He wants us to be who He created us to be. And the only way we can do that is if parents bring it out of our kids. Amen. 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 We'll be right back with more on God's design for family here on The Christian View. Don't go away. Welcome back to The Christian View. I'm your host, Dr. Trudy, and we are talking about God's design for family. We said in an earlier segment that... 
the world, society, media is trying to destroy God's design. And when God created family, he said it was good. And I have the beautiful Suzanne Phillips with me. Thank you for staying with us today. Um, and you, you teach on this. You teach on what God's word says about the design of family. So I'd like you just to share with our viewers just a little bit about what you teach on, about what the Bible says regarding God's design for family. Great. Well, the place that I started is really Genesis. It's right, it's right in the beginning. And so I like to say two things, um, that God's design for family is to cultivate and right. to grow. Okay. So in terms of cultivating, when we look at Genesis 2.15, it says that God placed Adam in the garden to cultivate and to keep. Right. Some say to tend and to care. Those are two different things. Mm-hmm. And um, I love words. Yes. I love Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary, <laughs> and I go there because that was the original definition, right. and we're redefining everything. And I looked up the word culture one day, I went there, right. and I thought, gosh, that's fascinating, but the word cultivate was. Right. So when I go back to the scripture, scripture and I look at it, Eden was the first home. Right. And God put Adam and then Eve there to cultivate, to have a place that they would be able to be fruitful and to multiply, that they were to... Um, the, the home is meant to produce. Right. It's meant to raise. It's meant to grow, right. to improve things, to advance. To protect. To protect. Yes. So when we think about cultivating our home, um, I like to say we want our homes to have an Eden environment. Mm-hmm. So when I think about Eden, what do I think about? Right. What comes to my mind? And does my home reflect that? Absolutely. So when we cultivate and we produce and we labor and we work, to create mm-hmm. this environment. But then it also says to keep. Right. And I think this is where a lot of us, and myself included, it gets difficult because to keep or to care actually means to maintain. Yes. So we're constantly growing our home and the culture of our home that our children want to be there and it's safe. Mm-hmm. But then we have to maintain what right. we create and then stay up with the ever-changing right. family. Right. We're growing. So the, the idea of cultivating means really to keep your home conducive for learning because right. discipleship is learning. is learning. And I think it's, you know, sometimes we get, as parents, we get, we get bogged down in the mundane. Would you say? Yeah, absolutely. We, get, we kind of get stuck there, yeah. right? And if we don't keep our focus on Jesus and on eternity, right. then we get stuck and we stop, we stop cultivating because we have those, oh, I just, I'm, I'm fed up. I don't know if any of you viewers have ever Absolutely. felt that way. You know, I'm just, I'm fed up. I can't, I can't keep going. But if we keep our focus on Jesus and we keep it on the eternal outcome versus the, the how we feel today, mm-hmm. I think that will change the atmosphere of what is going on around us, you know, because you know, I, like I said earlier, I have three three new kids in my mm-hmm. home, and we have in, in my home. Um, Brian is the head of the household. Yep. He is the head of the household. He prays. He protects. He provides. Um, and then I have you know my my son and our little girl. But when we brought these other three in, they never knew mm-hmm. what stability meant. They never knew what. Oh wait a minute, am I going to have? Food in the morning. Consistency. consistency. And consistency goes a long way. But so does discipline. And so does, you know, let me encourage you. Let me, you know, and, and I think as parents, that's what we have to get outside of ourselves. Because it's not about us. Absolutely. I say often, there, you know, we manage our homes, mm-hmm. but we lead people. Right. And I think we get so busy sometimes. And we think about, oh my goodness, I don't have the groceries. That we, we need food. Right. But we get so busy with the management of the home. Mm-hmm. The management of right. our Eden. Yes. That, that, that's just a means to an end. Mm-hmm. That's a way to reach the hearts of those that are underneath the roof with us. Right. And so the balance of, again, remembering that I'm a leader. Yes. That I'm leading people for, generationally. God's a God of the generations. 
Absolutely. And, and he's a God of details. Absolutely. He's a God of order mm-hmm. and he's a God of structure. But I think more importantly than all that, he's a God of love. Absolutely. And that's where it it should all stem from, Mm -hmm. is come from a heart of love. You know, but again, we have society, we have social media, we have TV just demoralizing God's design for family. So what would you, what do you want to encourage people with today? I mean, you've, you've launched three children. Mm -hmm. You have these amazing ministries. The Lord has really put Mm -hmm. this burning desire in your heart to keep family strong. Well, I I want people to remember that we were, um, as parents, we are to be fruitful and to multiply, that God is a God of the generations, right? right? And so we are to, we produce our own kind, right? I mean, fruit produces its own kind. So the first thing is, are we doing the work with our Heavenly Father as His child to make sure that we are prepared and worth imitating, Mm -hmm. right? And then to multiply, do we have a long-term goal. Mm-hmm. I, I teach a lot on vision and mission and core values for right. families and to be outcome oriented. And so if you're outcome oriented, it means I'm looking into the future. I'm not just in the moment. Absolutely. Relationally, I want to be in the moment. Yes. But what do I want this family to look like in 20 years mm-hmm. with the next generation? What is the baton of launching legacies is what we're doing. And yes. so if we forget to look forward, that's what keeps us on target when we say something for the 700th time to Absolutely, our child. Right. Why am I still saying this? I'm saying this because until they get it, right, they've yes. got to, if I want that future and that vision to come out, mm-hmm. then I have to stay in the moment and on mission. And if I have to say it's 783, then we have to say it's 783 right. because we're going somewhere. Right. What does the scripture say? Do not grow weary right. in well-doing. And so yeah. I think if we do have that vision. Yeah. That, that mindset, the eternity mindset, well, our pastor always says, keep it vertical. That's right. Stay vertical. If we're staying vertical, we we're, we're, we're know that we're going to cross the finish line for Jesus. And the other thing you said was legacy. Yeah. What are we leaving behind? Yeah. And, and God created us to leave a legacy. Absolutely. And that is so important. And I mm-hmm. think we've lost that today. We don't think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we, we think in that realm. But this is a fascinating definition again. Um, we always think of legacy as leaving something behind. And that is, in fact, right. what it is. But by definition, legacy means to send. Mm. Oh, that's good. Right? Right. So we think about what, like what we leave behind is what we send forward. That's right. So what I leave behind in my children, that is my legacy because that is what will go forward. And so that constant thinking, you know, what, what will my eulogy be? What right. will someone say? Not just about me, but about the legacy that I leave. Right. I hope it's about my children. Amen. Amen. So let's, uh, let me ask you this. On, well, I'll leave this on the yeah. note. What is the biggest threat do you see within the family unit today? Education. Education. Period. Okay. Um, culture is formed, you know, through seven different spheres of influence, and certainly the family and the church is one of them. And um, we know that we're in an anti-Christian uh, culture right now, Absolutely. post-Christian world. Mm-hmm. But when um, I've done a lot in education, I've been speaking a lot about education for the past 18 months. And if you are unaware of what is happening in the schools, public and private, if you do not know the curriculum, if you do not know the teacher. Um, Gen Z's number one influence, they will still say, are parents, but number two is teachers. If you don't know who's in front, who your child is with is who's discipling them. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Stay with us. We'll be right back more here on The Christian View. Don't go away. Hi, and welcome.
Welcome back to The Christian View. We've had a great discussion today on God's design for family. And I want to thank Suzanne Phillips for being Thanks here for today. Check out what she's doing. She's doing amazing things for the kingdom. But I do want you to know that God has a design for you, for your family, and for your future. So open up the Word of God from Genesis to Revelations. He is speaking to you because He has a view for you, and it is good. Know that you're loved. We'll see you next time here on The Christian View. Bye-bye. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.